This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Thursday, 7th of April 2022. This is episode 205. Uh, Damon, how is everything going in your life? Uh, we're going all right. Um, I got dogs barking over here <laughs> for hours. Uh, it's, you know, everybody comes home from work now, so everybody's walking their dog in the neighborhood. <sighs> this fucking dog, let me tell you. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh. Dogs on your side. We've got children and babies on my side. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't know. To, for what? Talking about strong and lone star shootout. Talk for, talking about killer cross. <laughs> this is the sacrifices we're making of this. It's not worth it. I don't know. You know, look. There are times where I'm like, all right, this is the week I tell Joel we're done, <laughs> and then you know you just you know you just do the show and you go into the next week, right? But we do have a lot going on in our lives. It is uh, quite hectic, to say the least. So it, it does amaze me that we have continued on. I know we say it every week. I know people are bored to death of us fucking going off about it. But it, it, it is pretty amazing <laughs> just just to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. But here's the thing, though. Since we've been doing this, again, 206 or 205, whatever the fuck number this is, um. You know, the years that we've been doing this, um, you know, eventually it's going to end, right? Right? We can't do this forever. What? My parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you can always walk yeah, out the when, door. When, when Just, the kids are 18 and have moved out, <laughs> they're, no, they're not listen, be podcasting piece. Again, you, you would not be a, a good human being. And I know it's not in your heart to do so, mind you. But know that you can always just go get ice cream and never return, like many fathers <laughs> have done. Uh, that 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 is a there's always on the table, Joe. Know that it's always on the table. Now I will say so. I will go so far as to say it would ruin your life. It would ruin your life. But uh, it is on the table. <laughs> there will be plenty of reasons to do that. This podcast is not one of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. No doubt. Ah, uh, but you know, listen, you knew this, you knew this day was this, not this day, but these days would happen. We just got to work around it. Our listeners are, uh, they know the deal. They know what's going on. We got a, we even got a question here. Louis says question for dad, Joel. And uh, uh, what baby tips do you have for taking care of a newborn? Uh, here's one. Uh, don't do a podcast at 5am. <laughs> That's probably number one on the list. Right. Um, uh, my tip would be feed it periodically. <laughs> Feed the child periodically. Um, yeah, that would be my tip of the day. Look, it's it's hard work. We do we do hard work. Look, there's no one else that's doing it like you do it. You know that, right? Nobody else has. The, I mean, who else has the responsibilities you do? And and does a, a podcast at five o'clock in the fucking morning? Maybe Lanza. Does Lanza have kids? Yeah, yeah, he's got two kids. Yeah, but they're old enough to. Take care of themselves. Know what's going on? Oh, okay. Yeah, like he can say, right, da- Daddy's going to do the podcast now, and 
you know, they might pop in from time to time, but it's not a situation where mm. he's got a creep out of bed at 5am and if he wakes one of them up, they're going to scream. <laughs> you oh, know? Oh. We got to get you a bigger house. We got to get you a, a studio or something. So should we change the, the Red Circle campaign from my Mike- Joel and you, Mike, to buy Joel and you house? By <laughs> Joel, Joel's studio. Be like, I'm heading off to the studio. Wouldn't that be nice to just go to a studio and do it? That'd be nice, right? Yeah, you know, I have thought about that, just switching the time to maybe doing it. Uh, I suppose, what would that be? Late afternoon for me. Morning for me. Making, making, <laughs> making me get up again. again. Fuck that. The show's over. I'd have to go and record at a Starbucks or something. No, that, that I would never record in public. Like not like uh, maybe I would do it like like around the people who listen to the show, but I would never like just do this like like out in the open. No fucking way! What are you doing? What are you? What, who are you? Ta- are you doing a show? Yes, yes, I am. I'm very famous. <sighs> we're not famous at all anymore. We used to be famous. Remember when we were famous, Joe? <laughs> Remember. Yeah, people used to listen to us. Oh show. my god! Remember, we used to watch New Japan for a holy shit glory days. Oh. We didn't know how good we had it, Damon. We really didn't. We really didn't. Uh, like I said, it's coming back around. It's coming back around. It is coming back. It is. I, I truly believe that. Winds of change are in the air. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, you could see it in. Again, it's not a. It's not a. It's not going to be flick the switch, snap our fingers overnight. We're back to business. It's going to be a little bit of a build, but you can see where we're, the wheels are spinning in the right direction. I will say that. I'm going to pop open a little monster to get a little energy. Pop, crack one open for the working man. There we are. What flavor are we drinking? Um, it's the same one I get every time. <coughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's very carbonated. Uh, Monster Energy Zero Ultra. It's the white cam. It has a, like a little texture on it. That's the one. Ah, delicious. That sounds delicious and refreshing. I've never had a Monster Energy drink. No? No. I mean, at this you, point... You're doing it just for the energy. Mm, doing the taste. I mean, I drink so many of these fucking things. I'm the typical fat guy drinking 900 Monster Energy drinks in the day. Um, I do drink a lot of them i do like the taste of them and i do i really feel like it's like cocaine at this point because like i need so much to get that same buzz that i that a normal human being would get from one can i need like several cans to get that same i'm chasing the dragon i'm chasing the monster dragon (laughs) it's what i'm doing <laughs> so I'm imagining, like down the line, the, the Dark Side of the Ring episode where I'm getting into it and be like, "Oh well, it's just the, the Monster Energy Drink addiction was real. Yeah, there were serious issues with that. He was drinking them on the podcast. Uh, uh, I had them a lot. They had them in um, had them in Japan, but they were all, they were like I like these because it's no sugar. At least there's some glimmer of 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 health consciousness. Um, because there's no sugar in it, but who knows what other chemicals are in this fucking thing? You know what I mean? Like, like the amount of B12 that courses through my body in, at any uh, given moment. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I I would like that would be like the morning I would have two monsters sitting right at bedside, just uh, for those hangovers and 
get me going, get me moving on this, uh, on that, on those, and, and of course the jet lag and everything. Oh, there's a document. Oh, big time. Let, let me give you a segue. Let me set you up. Oh, so, right. uh, wouldn't a, a monster energy drink be the perfect thing to the perfect refreshing beverage to wash down a tasty meal for our friends over at hello fresh <laughs> it certainly does be and i i do it three times a week as a matter of fact because i'll have you know uh, i am still receiving every monday get a nice little delivery little parcel from federal express delivered right in a nice safe and sound package three sets of meals delivered right to my the door. Farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes, right to my door. It's, it's awesome. I'm not going to lie. We really do enjoy it. I'm, uh, and that is no bullshit. I, I, we truly enjoy it, and uh, it is money well spent because you can skip trips to the grocery store and can on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and, and affordable. And it is. You could save a lot of money, and I'll talk about that in a second. Hey, that's why it's America's numero uno, number one, Ichiban meal kit. Look, new year, it's a great time to focus on what's most important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, that's a good idea. Learning to cook, eh, all right, or prioritizing your wellness. That's me, right in a nutshell. HelloFresh is there to help with endless, endless options to make cooking at home more simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh, they're delivering those pre-portioned ingredients right to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives, again, within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines, ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Now, here's the deal. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16. That's where I went. HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16. And you can feel just as important as I am by going to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Put in the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's what we did. That's the that's the plan we're on. And it's, I got to be honest with you, perfect for us and our active lifestyles. Look, get on board. You know you want to do it. You know you've been thinking about it. And I'm telling you, it's good. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16, put in the code VOW16, get yourself up to to, uh, 16 free meals and three free gifts, all with HelloFresh. Delicious. The meals have been fantastic. We would never be making the things that we're making, like Thai shrimp and uh, uh, risotto and sausage. It was so, uh, everything's great. Everything is great. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Put in the code VOW16. Thank you, HelloFresh. You're the best, and we love you for the boxes you deliver. Great stuff. So, uh, yeah, we talked about the winds of change being in the air. Uh, Japan have announced that they are lifting some entry restrictions from over 100 countries from Friday. doesn't include tourists yet. Mm-hmm. That uh, People are predicting that's maybe more likely in the fourth quarter this year. But it does seem like it will be lifting caps on entries, possibly expanding types of business and and academic entries, visas and the like. So it's not a full border reopening, 
but it is moving in the right direction with regards to New Japan getting fresh talent in. It, it sounds like it's at the point where they could pretty much bring in anyone they wanted. I think that that's my interpretation of it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Dad Bod God says, will we see wrestlers from New Japan strong in events in Japan later this year, aka Barrett Brown or Fred Rosser? Uh, what, what's your read on this statement? Do you, I mean, obviously, I, I think this is good news for New Japan. Do you think maybe this is coming in a bit too late to affect best of the super juniors, which is coming in in June. Do you think they've already got that penciled in? I mean, I don't know how far ahead these things are planned with regards to what the lineup is and who's getting visas, uh, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, that would be the only, the only the only sticking point is it's probably not that. I mean, they could slot people in. I don't think that's the issue, right? I think they have already who they would want to win if you know they had a gun to their head and said, okay, who's winning? Best of the Super Juniors this year. They probably already have that in their minds. But, you know, the other participants, I mean, that the, the sky is the limit. And I think the only thing that would, would be holding them back is, again, the visas, the the, the protocols, and all the, the you know red tape that would go into bringing somebody over that, A, may not have been over before, B, um, you know, might be a, a relationship where, you know, how, you know, if, if they've worked for New Japan before, I would assume it, it would be an easier transition to get somebody over. Um, and I think really think that's the only thing holding. I think that's the only thing holding everything back, really. Um, so I think the sky's the limit. I think yeah, the the people that you see on strong, I can almost guarantee. I can almost guarantee. That everyone that you see that are the main players on Strong each week, the names that you know, the names that have been there each and every week, I think they, they I think it's a slam dunk of them eventually being on shows in Japan. That's, I, I can't imagine it not being that way. So how that will work out, how that will work itself out, again, a lot of red tape to go through, but I think it's a guarantee that that the majority of the people that you see will be on in some fashion, whether it's a world tag league, whether it's best of the super juniors, whether it's G who knows you'll see people there. Yeah. And especially with the quarantine things changing. Um, I think I recall, was it Chris Charlton saying that he doesn't have to quarantine anymore on account of traveling from the UK and having his booster vaccine. So, you know, if you're coming in from certain places and you've got a certain number of vaccines then that's, definitely going to ease the process as well so i think hopefully the days of wrestlers being asked to sit in a hotel for two weeks before they're allowed to perform are gone so yeah i i think certainly for best of the super juniors we will see a, a few fresh names you know i don't know exactly how many i don't know who i could you know put a gun to my head and i'll be saying people like uh, francesco kira or clark connors and the like but uh yeah I think it, it, it's unlikely that we're going to be seeing the exact same lineup that we saw last year. Um, I do want to move on and share a tweet with you, which has been doing the rounds. Have you? Can you see this thing I've sent you on WhatsApp? Oh, Let me grab my phone here. Yes, one second. So this is uh, a video concerning one Master Huato, mm -hmm. which has gone viral, if you will. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this before, uh, Dave. No, I have. Please take see. a look, and maybe if this is the first time you're seeing it, you could describe to the listeners what you're looking at and your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so they're a bunch of well-built, well-built gentlemen here. Uh, where are they at? 
it's like it's like new edition. <laughs> it's like has 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 a picture of Master Watto and kissed the said picture, and now they're doing a dance. Joe, what is happening here? Where what am I looking at? Where are these people? This is not Japan. <laughs> no, I'm going through the quote tweets to see if I can get more information. There's one from ELP saying, What in the blue hell is this? Yes. So <laughs> it's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight gentlemen, all well, oh, incredibly well built, all very muscular, shirts off, all in blue track pants. And one of them is walking to the camera and has a picture of Master Watto, and he just kisses it. He starts kissing this, gives a little okay sign, goes back into formation, and now they're doing a choreographed dance to a song I've never heard before. I have no idea what the fuck. Um, it says here they are charity quote, dancers. One quote tweet saying, in five minutes I've seen a Liv Morgan pick with Minoru Suzuki, and now Master Watto is apparently over as fuck in Africa wrestling. <laughs> that word? I don't know if this is Africa, but uh, I, um, if, if it is, I mean, he's a global superstar. Yeah, I, okay, so I'm, I, like, if you look at the first comment, though, there is something in English. It says here they are, they are charity dancers, and this person apparently asked them for a surprise message for Master Huato. So it's World Smile English is the group, I guess. World Smile, at World underscore Smile E-N-G. Uh, yeah, they do this. They, 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 I guess they do this a lot. So I guess it's kind of like a um, cameo thing where you, know, you pay these people to – uh, give a message and do a little dance and <laughs> somebody shelled out some money to have Master Watto be the uh, the focal point here. <laughs> so so unfortunately, Joel, it's not as though Master Watto is, is, is a, uh, taking the world by storm. It looks like there's a little encouragement there, but still, it was very um, it looked like it was from the heart. I mean, the guy was like kissing a picture of Master Watto. <laughs> That is the strangest thing ever. To find out this isn't legit. This is this is worse than when I found out the sleepy Hiromu thing was just a, a twenty minute loop. video clip on a loop. <laughs> was that exactly what it was? Was that? Is that... Yep. Okay. Yep. Someone on our Discord, I think it was Welky, spotted the moment where <laughs> I think there was like you could see someone coming down the stairs at Korakuen, and then Boop. he could he could pinpoint the exact moment where they looped it. So he was like, "Ah, this is a scam. Oh, this is not, we've this is exposed because he was like perfectly still." So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was creepy. I did watch it's like a big old phony that hero. Yeah, the whole thing. They pro wrestled us again. The pro wrestling company pro wrestled us again. Um, it looked like I saw like a little clip of it. It really looked like he was like, was it? What's the term? Like lying in state, I guess. You know, like in a you know how like some dignitary will be in a coffin just lying you know, at their death at a, like a viewing. That's what, that's what it reminded me of. It, was, it really freaked me out. I didn't I didn't like it, to be honest with you. Did not like it at all. All right, so that was good news for Master Watto getting uh, World. Again, if you want to follow them, they're at World underscore Smile, S-M-I-L-E, um, E-N-G, is it? I don't know. You'll find it. It's, we probably have it on our – you tweeted it out, right? Yeah, I retweeted it. There you go. Let's go with a couple of days ago. You'll find it on time. Uh, more good news. Did you see the story about Great Okan yes. who saved a 10-year-old girl from assault by a drunken man in a train station? What the fuck? Did you see that, Damon? What? what how? A 10-year-old? Come on. What are you doing? Talk about right place at the right time, right? I mean, Okan can fucking handle himself, obviously. So, you know, there's not going to be many dudes that's going to int- intimidate him. Right place, right time. 
you got involved, which is, you know, that's, that's I don't want to say that's, that's shockingly rare, but you know, you know, it, it, it's a little rare. Did the right thing. Hero. Absolute fucking hero. Good job. I hope he beat the shit out of that dude. Wrestlers wasting their time doing wrestling. Should they form like a Watchmen style band of vigilantes to <laughs> prowl the streets and prevent crime from happening? I mean, I'm not sure what my favorite part of the story is, Damon. The, the bit with him offering her pancakes to calm her down. Aww. Or the bit where he plugged New Japan World at the end. <laughs> it's like, I'm the great Okan and you can see me wrestle every week on <laughs> New Japan World. Listen, calm. He, once a pro wrestler, always a pro wrestler. Um, I'll tell you what. He, if if I'm if I'm New Japan Pro Wrestling, I might want to put him in a match with, say, I don't know, B level or C level Bullet Club. Right? They can heal it up. Okan gets a nice big fat juicy win, like a cork. Because you know he's going to get cheered. He better get fucking cheered. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you think this is sort of compromised the dramatic integrity of him being a heel? Yeah, they fired him. He broke character. Do not get involved in crimes. No helping people on the streets. Right. You're a heel. Right. You're a heel. Um, I would, I would, I mean, how do you not cheer for the fucking guy? I mean, even if, even if he wasn't your, 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 your thing, right? Even if, if your cup of tea, if you will, um, how do you not fucking cheer the guy? How do you not fucking at least a round of applause, a standing ovation for the guy? What a hero. Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's just fucking do like just that match in a little in a little bubble in an alternate universe and have him be the fucking baby face. You know, throw Chase Owen in there or fucking Kanemaru or I don't give a shit. Who? Heal it up. Let him let him fucking get let him get some act. Let him get a pat on the back on this one. He deserves it. Good job. Well done. Ten years old. What the fuck is wrong with people? Ten years old. God almighty. Okay, let's move on to talking about a New Japan Strong Special Lone Star Shootout, which took place last Friday at the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas. Uh, So this, I think this was available as a live pay-per-view. Was it Fight TV? Yeah, probably Fight, yeah. Okay, and and the production was pretty poor. Oh, Uh, shocking. Just little things like (laughs) that. Entrance teams bleeding into each other. The promos were barely audible. Like when Mox was speaking, I could not hear. I could not make out what he was saying. I think if you're making people pay for this, then you've got to do better than this. This was embarrassing at times. Joel, every time I've gotten something from Fight TV, it has been absolute fucking potato quality. Just the dirt worst. I'll never do it. Never. You'll they'll never see a dime from me. Never. Never. I'm seriously, every time. Yeah, I've gotten codes. I've gotten, I paid. uh, Well, you remember the the show at, uh, what was it, Your Call? Was it Your Call? Uh, The one Dan went Uh, to? Copper Box. Yeah, Copper Box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was fucking horrific. Half the show, the first half of the show was unwatchable. Um. Yeah, they're always they always find ways and always have excuses. Oh, our satellite truck is uh fucking seeing uh, stormy weather in the Dallas. And fuck, stop! It's every time stinks. Ugh, stinks. Um, this is a very short show though. There's only like six matches, five matches, right? 
Yeah, it's five matches, and I think there are a couple more that are going to make take later for New Japan Strong. Uh, first one was our good friend, uh, Ren Narita, friend of the chat, no, I'm joking. Uh, Rocky Romero did, being defeated by Ren Narita in 7 minutes, 43 seconds with the Narita special number four. Uh, it's really good stuff. I mean, this is a side of Rocky we don't see very often where he's, he's basically healing up a bit. He's being a bit of a dick to Ren. And that's one of the things that I love about New Japan, the way that the... Uh, the heel face dynamics are not set in stone. They're fluid. They can change depending on the circumstances, i.e. here, trying to put a young boy in his place. And, and I've been saying for years how Rocky, he's not only remarkably unselfish and basically putting over everyone. I mean, the right people at the right time, for sure. But he's also the gold standard when it comes to showcasing the strengths of his opponent. And I think in this match, by being a bit more aggressive and, and antagonistic than usual, it made Ren rise to that level. And the finish was really impactful as a result that, Beautiful bridge and suplex. I, I mean, I love that. Yeah. The, the snap suplex. It almost reminds me of like a, a, a scorpion sting, you know, scorpion's tail. It was like whoosh and just ended Rocky's onslaught. It was like a train crashing into a brick wall. It's just a tremendous finishing move. Yeah. It wasn't like he was super heel, right? I mean, he was obviously trying to be the heel. And which which let's be honest, that's pretty difficult given, you know. I don't I don't I know I don't know if they had a dark match before that, honestly, but uh, you know the crowd's hyped. They see, they hear Rocky Romero's music. They see Rocky Romero. You know they want to, they want to, they want to go nuts for. Him. So, yeah, good job all the way around. And you're right. He is, he is the, like he is the guy that I don't want to say helps. I put that in air quotes. People realize their strengths and does a great job of of minimizing the weaknesses. Yeah, he's a fucking pro as pro. Second match was the team of Mascara Dorada, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, and Yuya Uemura, defeating Finley, Juice Robinson, Daniel Garcia, and Kevin Knight. And the crowd were really into Daniel Garcia here. Uh, I talked a bit about him last week, and him and Uemura are still taking shots at each other at the start of the match. It was a nice bit of continuity from the match that I discussed from Strong last week. Uh, Mascara Dorada, he's a guy that I'm... Iron up for best of the super juniors. I don't know what's going on with the CMLL relationship, but if we want to make a, a good lucha thing, then he's your man. Um, and I'm also very happy to see Carl Fredericks getting the pin here because I've, I've had my doubts about him as we see the new blood coming in uh, into the product. Argue, other people arguably looking more impressive, but you know the winners of these matches are not picked at random. So hopefully this is the start of something for Carl. Uh, reminds me of a young Randy Orton in a lot mm, of ways. Oh my I god, that's a compliment. Um, but yeah, it's very fun seeing that old co- old cohort of the uh, LA Dojo Young Lions putting a beating on the new ones. And this match was a ton of fun. I mean, nobody does the multi-man tags like strong. Everyone gets their moment. And uh, yeah, this was no exception. Yeah, I, I, you're right, though. Carl Fredericks needed to get that win. Like we've been talking about it for weeks. Um, I was going to say, is if is Dorada the... the, the no Dragon Lee or you know Real Lee, right? Like he's he's already booked elsewhere, right? I, I wouldn't say that booking in Tabasco prohibit uh, precludes him from doing best of the Super Juniors. I mean, he could always, you know, if uh, New Japan come calling, I'm sure he would have no pro- issues with uh, having a word with whatever promoters uh, uh, he had previously signed up for. But uh, I don't know. I just don't know what the situation is with him. It's just gone weirdly radio silent on that end i don't know with, with the is he working triple r as well i mean I, I 
with the relationship that New Japan have with CMLL? Does that prevent him from doing New Japan? I don't know. It's really messy, but it certainly Mascara Dorada is someone that I, I would want to see in best of the Super Juniors. It's been a long time. How long has it been? Has it been at least five years? Four years? Five years? Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. I think I think he's a shoe in, right? I think he's I think he's almost I don't want to say any anything's a definite, but I think he's probably a definite, right? Probably a definite, definitely. And this is an interesting one. Our third match was Minoru Suzuki defeating Killer Cross, nine minutes forty eight seconds mm. with a Gotch style power driver. Uh, Killer Cross with a little little Japan flag on his trunks. Bless him. <laughs> um he Killer Cross, he just he looked and wrestled like it was like a less interesting Davy Boy Smith Jr., <laughs> a guy who wasn't that interesting to start with, to be honest. He, he's plodding. The offense is not that interesting. He looks like a mid-2000s creator wrestler. Funny faces were not at the required level. And then Suzuki calling him a fucking young boy just sums it all up. I mean, Suzuki just seems to be goofing around here. And we've seen just last month in the New Japan Cup what Suzuki can do with a wrestler whom he respects in that Hiromu match. But... I felt Suzuki completely punked out Cross here. It's like he was playing with his food, got tired of fucking about and just put him away. Yeah. He kept him up for that got star power driver for a comically long duration. Correct. Takes him out without breaking a sweat. He's still calling him a fucking young boy. He's playing ha-has with the little kids. He's smiling. And this is not the psychotic madman smile. It's like he was genuinely finding the whole scenario really funny. And then Cross, he's hanging around in the ring and playing up to the crowd. And I'm thinking, mate... Minoru Suzuki just squatted down and shut you out with minimum effort. I would not be hanging around after that for applause or sympathy or, or recognition. That The whole thing was just weird and embarrassing. The match itself wasn't terrible or anything. I mean, it wasn't good either. It was like, it was a, a two-star low-effort Suzuki US Indie payday. But Suzuki yucking it up like it's a comedy match at fucking Joey Janela's spring break. And then Cross hanging around like he'd just, <laughs> just narrowly been defeated in the Tokyo Dome main event <laughs> like- or something. It was very jarring. And very bizarre to me. Uh, Jamie says, was Killer Cross versus Minoru Suzuki both the best match of Cross's life and the worst of Suzuki's WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? I, I remember texting you and saying, you know, that was a weird fucking match. Like, you're right. It was. Look, number one, Suzuki's calling everything in that fucking ring, right? You know that. Like, and he gave he gave him very little, if anything, right? And you're right. The one thing that will stick out in my mind is that just extended gotch style pile driver and him holding them there. And of course, barking, you know, the, uh, you know, basically, like, you're right, shitting on him. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was, it, it, and there, there really wasn't a, like even like the like the usual Suzuki forearm exchange to the ch- you know even that was kind of weird in the sense of you know he was just kind of brushing them off like not like like with not like what he does with like Ishii or or Yuji Nagata or somebody like like there, it did feel like and I think you nailed it a genuine. And we could be dead wrong. They could have fucking hugged each other in the back and went out for dinner later on that night. But it did, at least in the ring, look like a little bit of disrespect going on there, right? Like, there was just a little bit of, okay, this is, what am I doing? Like, Suzuki saying to himself, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> right? Well, what am I doing? And, and fuck this guy. That's what it felt like to me. 
Bit more of Suzuki here. He's the new ROH World TV champion now. Uh, Bash says, did you see Suzuki win the ROH TV title? Do you think we see him wearing it in Japan? And Spanhead says, thoughts on Suzuki winning the ROH TV title, therefore getting to do even more forearms with silly faces. Well, I mean, I mean, this was the past, mind you, but remember, Ishii was, won that title. Um, so it's not, and, and again, what what is Ring of Honor at this point, right? Um, I, I mean... Why not? I mean, I don't know how. I don't even. Suzuki's not even back, is he? He's he's still in the states, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and I'm just looking through the card for Hyper Battle to see if he is booked on that show. And I don't think he is. No, he's not. So I guess he's might be sticking around in the states. And he's. I know he's got a bunch of other. I saw a couple other uh, April dates for him working other indie shows. Um. Do I expect him to the, the, the bring the, the put it in his, his carry on on the plane home? I'll give you a, I'll give you a solid. Why not? Again, what 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 is the Ring of Honor TV title at this point? Right, it's just a fucking title. It it's it's meaningless. Um, you could. <laughs> I mean, who's going to call him and be like, ah, oh, we need the belt back? Like, who owns? Who actually owns it? Does Tony Khan own the belt? Um, I mean, I guess he owns the intellectual property that would be the ROH TV title, right? Like, like that's all him, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if Suzuki remembers that he has it after a month. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I mean, that alone might give me reason to say, okay, he's dropping it before he goes, he gets on the plane. But again, that's Tony. I mean, he owns the title. He owns the intellectual property, at least, of that title, if not the title. Interesting, at least, right? I mean, listen, I'm sure Tony Khan is not sitting up at in fucking three o'clock in the morning wondering how his his TV title is, the Ring of Honor TV title. Um Yeah, I, I mean, does did do you think he made he's not making that decision, right? Like he's not like there wasn't a phone call that was placed to Tony Khan to say, okay, we, we want to drop this title to Suzuki, and he had to give the fucking stamp of approval on it, right? Like that didn't happen, right? You you're probably giving this scenario more I probably, than yeah. I ever did, yeah. He's probably like, What the fuck is what are you talking about? <laughs> what do I own? What is this? Right. I don't know what that is. I've got to carry this around with me. <laughs> right, right. But but again, but 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 I mean, if if we're going by the letter of, of the law here, that's 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 Tony Khan's belt, right? He owns the fucking, he owns everything involved with Ring of Honor, right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe there was maybe maybe when there was a text message. Who knows? Who fucking knows? But it is weird that yeah, Suzuki doesn't. I don't think Suzuki. Gets no, it. I'd like to think that. They put Suzuki in the match, and he had no idea it was a title match. No idea there's <laughs> <laughs> a championship involved. And he won it, and then they handed it, and he's like, "What? You what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I really don't want this. This is gonna this is gonna put me over my weight limit on my baggage. <laughs> I, I'll throw it in the trash before I get in the plane." 
All right. Uh, right. What else is on this? Fourth match here. Uh, Jay White defeating Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm. 40 minutes, 10 seconds with the Blade Runner. Uh, opening extremely good here. Speedball just flying out of the blocks with his little opening flurry. And then Jay White just dropping his neck over the rope. And then just the way he was sort of checking himself. The same way that, you know, you check your arm after you squash a mosquito to see whether or not it's bitten you. Right. Just I thought Jay White was tremendous here. And, and Speedball did a really good job selling the weight difference and his bumps, his reaction to Jay's strikes. Really helped set up uh, Bailey as the underdog here. I almost got Razor Ramon versus one, two, three kid vibes here. Um, mm. Speedball's great fun to watch. Just flurries of kicks and flips. Some really good selling and psychology. Uh, the, the, the damaged knee at the end, the way that proved decisive. Uh, I'm not sure whether, how likely this is, but Speedball in Best of Super Juniors would be very cool. I would love to see that. Uh, Multiverse Aces after an incredible weekend, including a great match with Jay. What do you think the ceiling is for Speedball Mike Bailey in New Japan? Also, all hail the great Okan. All hail. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think of this match and future prospects of Mike Bailey working with New Japan? I like the match. Um, I look, You know, he's one of those guys that's that's been around quite a while. And every time I've seen him, I've, I've always been like, all right, this guy's really good. And I think the only thing holding him back, and I know this is weird to say this in 2022, Two, whatever, right? Is size like I mean? And I know we've lived through Rey Mysterio, and we've lived through you know guys who may not be as you know even for a junior, kind of on the smaller side. And that's the only thing I could possibly think of of him not really getting picked up by somebody. Because again, every time I've seen him, I've I don't I don't think I've ever seen a bad match of his, and and. I've seen some really fucking great stuff. Um, I mean, is that the only reason you can think of? I mean, aside from like, okay, he's got a legit job and he can't fucking leave or I don't know, you know, like like real life getting in the way. But aside from that, like, why the fuck hasn't this guy been picked up? Yeah, to me, it'd be a no brainer. I don't know what the situation is, you know, with him with DDT. I don't know if that would necessarily prevent him from working with New Japan, but if... If the possibility is there, I would absolutely sign him up because I think the division could do with some fresh talent. Again, if we're looking at possibly bringing in the likes of L. Lindemann, Clark Connors, um, Chris Bay, TJP, Mascara Dorada, and now people might Bailey. I mean, this just could be a tremendous fun. And again, I don't want to get people's hopes. That's up what I'm saying. saying. I was just thinking the same definitely thing. Definitely going to be in it. I would. Yeah. Say, I would. I would take two of those names that I just mentioned, and I would be a happy boy. That's how staffed I am for uh, fresh blood in uh, uh, Japan-based New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. But yeah, I thought it was really good here. Uh, I'm happy to see him working in the New Japan ring, and I hope it continues. Yep, I agree 100. percent 100. percent No doubt. And and again. <sighs> Uh, on a scale of one to ten, Joel, how disappointed will you be with ten being ready, ready to to end it all? Uh, one being minorly annoyed that it is the exact same lineups we've seen for the past two years. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll drop the podcast then and there. Drop an anvil on your head. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So main event here was Tomori Ishii defeating Chris Dickinson in 16 minutes, 11 with a vertical drop. Brain buster. Great to see Dirty Daddy back to full health. Yeah. Uh, the recovery seems a lot faster than I've expected. So uh, I think, yeah, he is a guy who's absolutely going to have his eye on a, a Japan visa at some point in the not too distant future. And an Ishii main event singles match is certainly going to help. Um, as far as the, the match quality goes. A little disappointing. <sighs> Let me give you a weird analogy here. So last week I took Esther to a friend's birthday party and they brought out some 
takeaway margarita pizza. Okay. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a mind-blowing, uh, life-changing culinary experience. But it's cheese and tomato pizza. You can't go wrong with it. So I had a couple of slices. It was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I ate it. I uh, wouldn't have gone out of my way to get it. I won't remember eating it by the end of the month, but I enjoyed it at the time. And that was this match. Like, Ishii matches are pizza. Sometimes you get, you know, brilliant uh, handcrafted quality ingredients and, and it's incredible. And sometimes it's just it's a, a cheese and tomato margarita pizza. And you're like, yeah, this is this is nice. Right. Uh, that's, I, I don't think I could say it any better. <laughs> right. Uh, you know what you're getting with an Ishii match. And sometimes you can get, the the best slice you've had ever. And then other times, yeah, you're getting fucking Pizza Hut. Yep, I agree 100%. Okay, so let's talk about New Japan Strong then. This was Strong Style Evolved from Saturday, April 2nd in Tampa, Florida for St. Peter's Blood Coliseum. Uh, we had Ian Riccoboni and Mike Raywalt doing the commentary here. So no uh, Alex Kozlov here. So for once, it actually felt like a professional announce booth, um, Matt's Kermit voice notwithstanding. So that was good. Uh, opening match here was J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger defeating Rocky Romero and Wheeler Utah in 9 minutes 50 seconds. So Kratos got the pin here with a modified black hole. Um, this this Rocky Romero Black Tiger feud, it's fine. The wrestling's good, the story's good, but I can't help but feel that someone else would benefit more from the Black Tiger role than Ricky Reyes. I'm not really sure what we're doing here giving this much to an out of shape 43 year old whose best outings to be honest were lucha underground multi-man gimmick matches um, but there you go best parts of this matches were absolutely wheeler Utah and jar kratos going out together and look i've been singing the praises of Utah since he debuted on strong this was last august i've been saying how good he looked and you know me having the, the key knife for talent that i do people are starting to catch up now he's he's signed to aw and do some interesting stuff over there with Danielson and Moxley. He won the ROH Pure title from Josh Wood, so he's a commodity now, and NJPW should absolutely keep using him if they can because his start is rising. And again, very happy to see Kratos getting another win, cutting a cheeky little promo at the end. That was good. Uh, and I've said many times he's a guy I would love to see in Japan because I think the fans over there would really take to him. He's a great old-school monster heel, and I know he had a stint in All Japan in early 2020, so he's no stranger to the scene. Right. And it looks like he'll be continuing his feud with Alex Coughlin. I thought they were done, to be honest, but I'll never say no to a bit more because they're both really good wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, I think anyone... I, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, would would what I hand wave any of them? No. <laughs> and here's the thing: wasn't there was a pretty decent man? I haven't seen it yet. But didn't they go an hour? Was it was it him and Daniel Garcia? Um, they went. It was like in Atlantic City. I want to say it was like last summer or something like that. And I think that I could, I could be dead wrong. That that's that match I'm thinking of. From um, I, I don't know. I think it is. But yeah, definitely. Um, 100%. Bring him in. I'm, I'm going to look it up right uh, now so while you talk, just to make sure I'm, I'm not talking at my butthole. Yeah, please do. Uh, okay, second match was Finn Juice defeating Jonah and Shane Hayes by disqualification after 6 minutes 34 seconds. Uh, I'm always happy to see TMDK in action. Let's get mad Mikey Nichols back in the mix and get these guys cooking. Again, I'm, I'm just saying this about every match, but these guys would do great in Japan. Mikey and Shane Hayes would spice up the tag title scene for sure. Uh, Finn Juice, I, I'm just not sure. I mean, they're fine. Like, all their matches are decent. They're good. But I'm just thinking, like, what is the best case scenario for both David Finney and Juice Robinson in 2022? And, and, you know, not specific to New Japan, but in general. Like, 
what is the best we can hope for from these guys? Are they going to be back in Japan? I'm not sure about that. I mean, hypothetically, if you're the new Japan office and I don't know, let's say you can only give visas to two of the guys in this match. Are you going to give them to Jonah and Shane Haste or are you going to give them to Finley and Juice Robinson? Here's the problem. So, you, you know what you got with, with Finley and Juice, right? I mean, you, you, what, what else is there to, to do at this point with, with both of those guys? Like I would, I would rather take a shot on some fresh faces and I know Juice is very in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. I don't want to say very popular, but he's he's definitely popular there. Like, every time I've I've been over... 
it feels like he's been a popular guy. I mean, minus his fucking match with Cody Rose where everyone went to the fucking toilet. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you kind of know what you got at this point. Like, what are you, what are you going to do with them? I would, I would rather take my, take my chances with somebody else. And you're right. There's only going to be so many people that they bring. I mean, just let them go. TNA. Like they're not going to go to AEW. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, they could, they would, I mean, if they were offered a contract, I'm sure they would go, but you know, is Tony Khan busting down the door for juice Robinson and David Finley? I don't think so. And, and, and even, you know, I remember all, you know, you know, dad on the, on the podcast, you know, kind of throwing out the feelers for WWE signing Dave. WWE is not going to sign David. You know what I mean? Like what? One second. I'll watch it happen tomorrow. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know where, what, what is the upside of bringing them back? Honestly, if there's only so many spots, what's the upside? I just don't see it. Yeah, I, d- I think Impact is the most likely long-term destination for them moving forward, to be honest. Um, but yeah, as far as this match, we've got the DQ finish, we've got chairs, we've got shillelaghs, we've got a street fight rematch, six-man coming up. The, the whole thing felt very Monday Night Raw, but I'm mildly curious who Finjuice are going to recruit as their partner for this six-man tag. Um, I mean, they did mention violence in the backstage program. Maybe they're going to get Brody King involved, uh, or maybe it will just be... Um, little broken feeling. Who knows? But uh, that was the second match. Third match was the Strong Openweight Championship with Tom Lawler with his eighth defense, uh, successfully defending against Clark Connors, 30 minutes, 58 seconds. Uh, interestingly, well, I'll come on to this later, actually. Uh, first of all, I love the pink jorts for Clark. He's got the real surfer boy vibes. He should just do the full Patrick Swayze from Point Break gimmick at this point. Um, but yeah, this match had a great start. I love the ferocity, the urgency from Clark because, you know, he's not physically the biggest guy on the roster, but he knows how to carry his weight and maximize it and use that center of gravity to present himself as a, a legitimate threat and a, and a real power junior, which I think there's a gap for now that show is doing whatever it is he's doing. Uh, but yeah, it's a good match. I enjoyed them jockeying for position, the grappling exchanges. Uh, I thought Clark showed a lot of the ubiquitous fighting spirit that we we know and love. The striking exchanges were good. The pacing was good. And I thought Filthy Tom's double knee finisher looked really good as well. So there was like what looked like the sort of regular Ibushi style knee to the face and then kind of straight jacket and then the knee to the back of the head as well. And interesting year, this is listed on the website as Kamigoye for whatever that is worth. So take that uh, for what you will. Uh, so Tom is, uh, Fred Rosser came out to challenge and then Filthy Tom basically said no. And uh, Tom is going to be facing Yuji Nagata next, which could be a lot of fun yep. with their respective MMA backgrounds. Um, and really, that wants to be a title match. I don't understand why we're not defending this strong title on these bigger shows. But moving on to Clark Connors, I I don't think it's unfair to say that Clark is not yet strong openweight champion material, but he has dropped hints about coming to Japan for best of the Super Junior. So let's say that happens. I mean, how do you think that pans out for Clark? Is he going to go like three and six or four and five and just slide into the junior or maybe junior tag mid card? Or do you think Clark Connors is a guy that gets a solid push off the bat? Um, that's one. See, this is one of the concerns that I do have, though, is like, you bring him back for best of the super juniors, right? And, and is he going to be just a middle of the road, you know, 500 kind of guy? I don't think that's, that's the right way to go. Like, I don't know if you bring him in for a tournament. I think you bring him in separately. Like if you're going to do something with the dude, do something with the dude. 
Um, and I don't know if going just middle of the road in in a best of the super juniors is the right move. And I'm fearful of that in a, in a lot of people's scenarios. Like again, am I going to bring back Carl Fredericks just to fucking go, you know, one and 12 in G one or whatever the number is. Right. Like we're going to do something with these guys. Right. So in a, in a strange way, I kind of want them to come back as, as, as a whole, like the strong can, you know, contingency or the, and it's not going to be with Tom Lawler, obviously, but you know, if there's, something creative that can be done to keep them keep them skybound and not just go I just don't want them to go over there just to go over there that's the last thing I want to have happen I want them to go over there and and them have a plan because again for the past 2 years we 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 really didn't have the luxury of of excursion like strong has been the excursion okay well, for bringing them back what are we doing with them and I don't know if best of the super juniors is it, is it. And I know that might be disappointing f- for some people to hear, but I just don't, I, I I'm, I, that's what I'm worried about. I don't want these guys to just be middle of the fucking pack of guys. Yeah, that would be a disappointment to me as well. I think people like the fans in Japan are going to be excited to see some new faces. And, you know, hopefully a lot of the kind of fans that do go to these shows that attend Korokan Hall shows regularly are also the sort of fans who are watching strong. So I don't think that, you know, for example, Clark Connors is going to turn up and everyone's going to be like, who's this guy? I think they will recognize him, they'll remember him and and they'll be into him. So I think they should um, really try and capitalize on the excitement for, for the domestic fans of seeing some, fresh talent on the scene so yeah hopefully we get some interesting stuff there um we have some matches announced for windy city riot this which is a show on saturday april 16th uh so so far we have of course we've got john moxie against will osprey we have a 10-man tag we've got fred rosser josh alexander alex coglin ren narita and chris dickinson against team filthy royce isaacs Drell nelson joe kratos black tiger danny limelight we have the US of J Open Challenge match where Jay White will be facing a mystery opponent. Don't know who that is. It, just looking at the silhouette, which could just be a you know stock silhouette image, but uh, it looks like a bald person. So I'm hoping it's Biff Busick personally, but we'll see. Uh, we have Ishii versus Suzuki. That is official. Tom Lawler against Yuji Nagata. And here's an interesting one. We've got a 12-man tag match here where we've got uh, United Empire, Hanare, Cobb, Okan, TJP, and Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis against Bullet Club team, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, Chris Bay, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, and Scott Norton. When did that happen? So when did Samuel he... says, will we get an explanation as to why Scott Norton refused Kenny's invitation to Bullet Club at New Year's Dash, but has joined this Bullet Club? And that is my question. Great question. We don't. I don't know. I don't know what behind-the-scenes wheelings and dealings Bullet Club has done to, uh, to have the services of Scott Norton, former IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, Joel, I'm going to tell you what, that's a fucking lineup. And, you know, I always say book it and they will come. I never said that before, but I'm going to say it now. Um, that's a stack lineup. They sold out the joint, right? The, the I mean, that's, that's what you want to see. I mean, Chicago's a, a pro wrestling town, no doubt, but that's a fucking sexy lineup that people can sink their fucking teeth into. Enjoy a great night of pro wrestling. You know, you're not getting fucking fin juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not getting, you know, you're getting 
top to bottom. Well, you are getting uh, are, are they on the show? <laughs> are they in the multi- well, yeah, it, it will be oh. uh, TMDK. So I think, I guess that will be Jonah, right, Shane right. Haste, and Bad Dude Tito against Juice Finley and Mystery Not hard, right? Not my bad. All right, so you are getting finished. But you get my point. You know what I mean? You get my point. That's a sexy lineup. People, people. That's that's you know you're spending. They they don't cheap out on the tickets either. Ticket prices are pretty expensive. Like ringside's like something preposterous, like a hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred bucks. They want to see some good pro wrestling. They're going to get it. That's that 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 might be. I mean, from a lineup perspective, we got that might be the sexiest show New Japan's put on in a long time, and and they're following it up with a real sexy lineup too. That's a good show. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, let's touch base on the Capital Collision show. So this will be Saturday, May the 14th in Washington, D.C., which, of course, is the same time as Best of the Super Juniors is starting. So yeah. the heavyweights have decided they're not required there, so they're going to be sent over Capital Collision. So Jibaley says, do you think any of the top talent coming over to D.C.? So Moxley, Okada, Tanahashi, Ishii, Suzuki will be in Philly the next day. So there is a strong taping for Collision the very next day on Sunday, May the 15th in the 2300 Arena. So do you think they are going to be there as well? Or do you think it's one and done nah, for all those heavyweights? They'll be there. I can't imagine. I mean, it's like a, a two-hour drive, maybe an hour and a half if you're really gunning it down 90, up 95. Yeah, it's, uh, I, if, <laughs> there's no reason why they wouldn't be there. Um, so yeah, so I'm thinking about making it a weekend. So I'm um, still on the fence for Washington, but um, I think it's a good possibility I'll be there. And then... Uh, Sleep overnight, pew, shoot back up, do a little twenty three hundred. So uh, I might, I might be in attendance for both. So that'd be a fun weekend. Right, let's move on to preview hyper battle, which will be taking place this Saturday, April 9th at the Rio Goku Kokugikan Sumo Hall. Mm-hmm. First match we have Jado Tangaloa Tamatonga and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Ghetto Yudro Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. So, you know, normally we might hand wave these multi-man matches, but I think there's interesting stuff here. I am quite into this story of this sort of weird de facto babyface pairing of Gorillas of Destiny and, and Tanahashi. Um, and yeah, we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi in our opener. And that's right. always something to to enjoy. So I don't necessarily see if we're going to have any critical storyline developments here, but this is a, a fine opening match. And basically from this point onwards, basically from the second match onwards, it is all killer and no filler. So, uh, yeah, I'm into this. I'm into it. Joel, does this sound to me, to you like the biggest swerve in the history of swerves? <laughs> the, like, doesn't it feel like like Tanahashi's going to get fucking just roped into this this big beatdown <laughs> and, then, and then the opening match where Girl is a destiny and and you know they, it's, it turns out that it was all fucking ruse. Uh, I, I mean, I know we're, we have a civil war around the corner, but it just feels like, like, why would, ta- like, if you're Hiroshi Tanahashi, why in the fuck would you agree to this? <laughs> so the whole thing is just a sting operation to try and de- deceive Tanahashi into letting his guard down yeah. for one night right. <laughs> so he could get beaten up by seven guys in the opening tag match. That's exactly, that's New Japan Pro Wrestling, baby. Woo! There you go. Heard it here first. Second match, we have a special tag match. Shingo Takagi and Tetsuya Naito versus Hinari and Will Ospreay. So, you know, I don't know if we're using this to set up any future matches. Again, Naito versus Ospreay is 
one of the very few big singles programs that they have not pulled the trigger on yet. So it does feel like they're saving that for something. I don't know what, whether we're looking at, you know, a G1 final or a, a, a Dominion or maybe even a Tokyo Dome, but that is one that I am looking at and wondering if we get some seeds planted here for Naito against Osprey. Uh, possibly. I mean, keep in mind, we got Fukuoka Dome too, right? For, for yes, we do. Yeah, that's a big building that needs to be filled. I mean, who knows what the plans are for that building when it comes to Naito or Kata, you know, all of you know, Abushi returning. Um, I don't know. We got, we got we got some we got some big seats that need to be filled. So yeah, that's I, I wouldn't be surprised as this is leading to something. I'm sure. Hmm. And at the very least, I'm looking forward to seeing Naito and Osprey face off in the ring because. I mean, they, they probably have done in recent history, but just uh, I just want to see how they interact, basically, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm sure there's going to be some uh, interesting exchanges there. All right, third match, we have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship match with the uh, 69th champions, team, what are they called, six or nine? Six or uh, nine. Master Huato and Ruzuke Taguchi defending their first defense against ELP and Ishimori. Uh, I'm expecting a successful defense here. I think the, the sort of junior tag belts have been jump back and forth a lot. I think next challenges, we may be looking at Kanemaru and Doki, which will be a very grimy and sleazy and fun challenges for Wato and Taguchi. So, yeah, I'm expecting a good match here. It's going to, you know, 10, 12 minutes, sweet spot. I think it'll be decent. Yeah. And I'm expecting Wato and Taguchi to retain. I would agree. I would agree. I don't think there's any reason why we would see a title change here. Because um, I think I think it keeps both Wato and Taguchi occupied and I think I think we're planting seeds, right? Aren't we, aren't we planting seeds for ELP a little bit? So I don't want to bog him down with some tag titles. Oh, she, <laughs> she's been sitting watching Coco Melon. That's that's my uh, my nuclear option if she's awake and is going to torpedo the podcast. But uh, she's <laughs> coming in the room asking for a little spider toy. So I'm going to look for that in a minute. All right. Whilst you, Damon, talk about the KOPW 2022 Championship match Dead. with the holder, Toriano, defending against the challenger, Taichi. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Taichi's no-ropes-ring-out ri- no match is leading the polls, and I think it's most likely to win. He didn't want to do a pure sumo match because he said it would be disrespectful to sumo, and he's right. You know, I don't want to see them you know, making a mockery of it like Big Show did at, at WrestleMania all those years ago. Uh, but, yeah, most likely we're going to be seeing a no-rope ring out match here so your thoughts on yano versus taichi while i run off to look for esther spider all right you look for the spider i will uh i will weave my web of pro wrestling knowledge. <laughs> what um you know i was thinking about this the other day uh we really haven't seen a ton of tai chi comedy and he is really good at that he does. He does. It's something that many people have hand waved in the past, but he can really shine in those in those comedy spots. Um, Yano, look, I think Yano to me the the fucking the 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 gum has lost its flavor at this point. Um, I don't know. I you look. If you really want an honest opinion, I would have zero problem. If we just said, okay, let's let's put this fucking KOPW nonsense to rest. It is a undercard thing. I get it. I understand that. That's fine. 
I just think the idea of this nonsense championship is really it's run its course for me. Um, I don't know. Um, I, it doesn't do anything for me. So I guess for me, what am I looking for in this match? Tai Chi kind of stretching out his comedy chops with Yano, who's stale as fucking dry toast. We'll see what happens, right? That's not going to go long. It's, it's just the way the match is constructed. Obviously, the match isn't going to. I'm sure they'll tease a million times, you know, oh, I'm going to fall off the side. I'm going to push him off. Oh, we get it. Hopefully, it's quick. Tai Chi does some, does again, loosens up, loosen, loosen up his comedy chops. And Yano just is Yano. Yeah, he's an underrated comedy performer, Tai Chi. Like, I don't know if anyone's watched these little YouTube videos where he's doing like these sort of long form document, like mockumentaries about hunting the spirit of Takashi Izuka and going into caves and the, the Iron Fingers have got magical powers and people are getting possessed. Like, it's really funny. It's not been translated, so I've no idea what's going on, but they're quite good to watch. So, uh, I yeah, I suspect Yano's going to win here. I don't really care either way. Right. I'm, I'm like you, I'm ambivalent on it. But um, the fact that this is the fourth match on uh, an eight-match card means, yeah, we're looking at five minutes here tops, I think. And that is exactly the, the, the limit, upper limit of what I want to see here. So uh, there we go. Fifth match, never, championsh- never championship match. It is Evil with the second defense against Hiromu Takahashi. Now, I think there's a real opportunity here to do something interesting with a never openweight title. Put it on Hiromu, and I think he could be a legit sort of B-level draw. You could headline these sort of B-level shows with the Never Openweight title with Hiromu on top, and I think that would be interesting. I think that would be exciting. I think then you get to see Hiromu sort of towing that line between junior and heavyweight, and I think that is a, a good direction to be going moving forward. Do I necessarily think it will happen here? I don't know, but again, Hiromu versus Evo, I thought they had a really good match in the New Japan Cup. There's going to be plenty of shenanigans for sure, but I feel that the dynamics of it and the, the passion, the, the storyline, the, the hatred these two have for each other and the crowd investment in it, I think the crowd are into this feud. Uh, I think it's going to uh, do a lot of the heavy lifting here. So I'm quite looking forward to this one. Yeah. like The, the possibilities here are are pretty nice. You know, when, when you sit here and your fantasy book this fucking shit out, like, like you could make this a real interesting spring and summer um, if they decided to to make that move. Um, right. Hiromu being this kind of tweener, heavy junior. Imagine him going into the best of the super juniors, holding on to that title. And possible challengers coming from that. Be fun. Other heavyweights. Interesting. Fun. I think I think the safest thing New Japan could do is have Evil get the win. And I don't want to say that it's the, the probable thing that they'll do. Because just given their history, it, it, it is. But in their recent history, they have been a little bit more creative in the, in, in the idea of a junior beating a heavyweight. I don't know. This does feel like, and again, I, you know me, how I like to go up and down a, a, a wrestling card and be like, okay, you're not going to do too many title changes. I think this is a, this would be a, look, if you're going to do something like this, this is the title you do it with, right? 
or maybe even the U.S. title. But okay, let's 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 keep it with the never. I think it's a nice little launch pad, nice little another affirmation that Hiromo can hang with the heavies and eventually might be a heavy. Um, I like it. I like the idea of, of moving the title here, getting a big win. Putting putting a little ast- or not asterisk, an exclamation point on this feud, which again he's had more energy and juice and passion uh, than Naito ever did in this fucking feud, right? Just about anybody. Like he's been the guy that's been like leading the the Los Ingobernables charge here against evil. And how long ago was that? Yeah, they had some guts. They'd fucking do it. And I and I and I I feel like. There's a decent enough chance that they might do that, because again, they, they've, 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 they, they haven't been as traditional as as they have been in the past. I think there's a good chance, man. I think there's a good chance. Just a little thought I had on this match. So the seventh match, uh, which we'll discuss later, is Show challenging Despy. But so we've got two House of Torture singles matches. We've got Hiroma against Evil, Despy versus Show. Do you think we're going to get full shenanigans in both? Or do you think the fact that we have two of them means that one of them, they're going to be thinking, mm, maybe this one we should sort of dial it back and have a, a quote-unquote cleaner match? Oh, I hope somebody with some fucking sense. Uh, now that you mention it, the... the Right, we this could go fucking tits up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we're gonna, if I had to say one of these matches is gonna have the bullshit on it, it would be the show match. So maybe, I mean, to be to be fair, I've said before, I'm actually quite enjoying the evil matches so far this year. I think he's he's vastly improved and settled into the role. But if they, I, I think there's a, a non-zero possibility that they look at that show match and think, okay, let's load that one up with shenanigans. Hiromu against Evil, they can have you know a, a twelve to fifteen minute sort of traditional never style match and maybe just do the shenanigans at the start and then have them, you know, like uh, evil did against Ishii in his uh, most recent defense against him. So yeah, that might be one to keep an eye on. You know, I don't want to get everyone's hopes up and say they're going to have a a clean match and a clean finish, but uh, just something worth thinking about. Um, Sixth match then is the IWGP tag championship match where we have Bishamon, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto for their second defense against Khan on the Cobb, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. I like the Okan-Jeff Cobb tag team. I think this is a good spot on the cards. Uh, I'm expecting uh, good chemistry between all four of these guys. I mean, Yoshihashi against Jeff Cobb was really good in the New Japan Cup. Um, interested to see what sort of reception Great Okan gets. Do I think the title is going to change? Uh, probably not. I'm just thinking, mm. we, you know, Khan on the Cobb are going to be flying over to the stakes. So I don't know if that means that they necessarily won't win this championship match. But I think the Bishamon reign has a bit more legs in it. Uh, but if United Empire do win this one, great. This is one of those matches where I actually don't mind who wins. I think both options are feasible and good here. I, I'm rooting, rooting hard for a title change. Um, and I love this tag team from earlier, you know, when they had their... their, their um, when everybody thought they were going to take, take the tag titles. I think... I'm, I'm I'm rooting hard again. If I'm going up and down the card, it does feel like it's not going to happen. But I could be dead wrong. Um, and I think the match will be really good. I think this match is going to be fucking super. I really do. Um, it has it has the possibility of being one of the best matches on the show. Um, 
Yeah. And, and yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see the, the reception Ocon gets. I, I'd be, I'm, I'm very interested to, to, uh, to hear that baby face pop for him. <laughs> Rock and roll. Seventh match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with El Desperado with his third defense against the challenger. Show, I am nervous about this one because House of Torture show has been very hit or miss. Yep. He's had decent matches, but he's also had matches that I've absolutely despised because I think he is still finding his feet when it comes to this role and, and working that heel style. So I don't know what we're going to get here, and I'm scared. This could be a shit show. Uh, I have faith in Despi to do his best with what he's given, but uh, are you like me, Damon? Are you nervous about this one? I'm right there with you. I'm right there. I'm on the nervous tra- train. It just it just screams bullshit to me. Um, I and I said it before. I, I really feel like shows is is like this is the worst gimmick for him. Like it is. It like I, of all the people they could have chosen for this, they chose him. And I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's square peg round hole. Um, I think the opportunity for bullshit is there. I think silly face show is there. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that I'm dead wrong. I just, I just feel Dick Togo's presence. I feel Dick presence. I feel silly face show. I feel a lot of bullshit. And um. Yeah, title change. Yeah, let's put it this way: the the match before the tag title match, I think that's going to tip your card. If there's no title change, then yeah, yeah. If 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 there's a title change, I I I don't think they would do back to back title changes on a show. I don't know. Again, I'm just trying to sort that out just for pacing of a show. I think it's a good possibility, though. Yeah, I think with this show heel turn, they're going to want to give him a big signature win at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is going to be it. Um, I think we're looking at new champion show. All right. Like, again, the, my, I don't mind the title change per se. I, I give it a good match. Give it, give it, give it a, give it a good match. That's all I ask. Um, let's try and keep the bullshit to a minimum. I just don't see it happening, man. Main event, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Because he's got Okada with his third defense against the New Japan Cup winner, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, as Aurelio says, stay with me, boys. If Zack dethrones Okada, who's the first opponent you want to see him defend the title and win? Uh, who's the opponent you want to see him defend the title and lose? Um, before we get there, Damon, what, how are you feeling about Zack's chances? Because I'm feeling very low chance yeah. of Zack actually winning this. I'd, I'd give Zack 5%. It wouldn't Stun me if it happens, but I think most likely we're looking at a card win. I don't think we're going to get Zach as champion going into that big dome show at Dontaku. That's the key. That's very improbable. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, look, Zach is one of my favorite pro wrestlers. Um, and, and I think I just think of all the possible ways it could possibly happen, right? Uh, just because I want it to happen. But if I'm stepping back and I'm looking at this logically, that's that's the big key right there. We got some big buildings to fill, and I don't know if we do that with Zach. And that is not a knock at him. That is just he's not Okada. Just he's just not. Um, and I'm not even fucking hand waving. 
having Okada win because I think to me he is the best champion this promotion can have right now. Um, I would say, yeah. I'm, I mean, there's there's little to no chance, little to no chance. Now, will this match be tremendous? Of course, yes. It'll be great. I can't fucking wait. I think we, I think we can all predict the finish, which kind of takes a little bit of the steam out of it for me. But you know what? I'm just going to go into it with an open mind and be like, all right, let's let take me for a fucking ride, boys. Take me for a fucking ride. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for here. Uh, maybe a bit of drama in the stretch with the outcome, but I think I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident Okada is retaining here. So I'm just looking to see a showcase of two of the best wrestlers in the world going out on a big stage. So uh, that's my excitement level going into this. Um, and, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. main event title challenges, sign me up. Let's get more of these. I think every time he goes out there in a big spot, he delivers. Uh <laughs> I wonder what kind of bump he's taken for the Rainmaker. Is it? <laughs> I wonder if he's going to have worked on that, or if it's just going to be the usual like hitting the ground like a sack of potatoes that <laughs> he usually does. But uh, that aside, I think we're going to be looking at a really good match here, and it's a, a really strong card, top to bottom here. I know there's matches we're nervous about, and some that we're hand waving, but I like the variety in there. And again, since New Japan went back, since was it Power Struggle where they started having the full cards, we have not had any problems with match length. There have been no matches to my recollection where I thought, oh, this is going way too long. You know, we're not getting any 28-minute uh, KOPW matches right. here. So uh, this is a show I'm really looking forward to. There's a lot of good stuff here, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, me too. I think it should be – if you're a pro wrestling fan, this should be on your radar. Um, it, and if it's not on your radar, it will be by the end of the weekend. I think. I think there's the possibility of some – Really great pro wrestling. Um, you got some guys that are going to hit the fucking ball out of the park. So you know, I think this will be, this will, this feels like a buzzworthy type card. So fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get some surprises as well. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to to was Saturday, right? Saturday. Um, yes. This this is a this is a show that I've that that uh, you know it feels like a New Japan pro wrestling show. So I'm excited for it. Ready to go. And also, I forgot to mention that there is more on the line in this main event. It's a big title unification match because if I'm not mistaken, this is not only the IWGP title, but also the Linear Ace Championship. Because uh, Cola Blue asked this months ago, is Bad Luck Farley still the Linear Ace? And then, hey guys, it's me, Jam said, no, he lost it to Yano, who lost it to Evil, who lost it to Shingo, who lost it to Osprey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all off memory, so it might be wrong. But then Osprey would have lost it to Okada, at Wrestle Kingdom, and then Okada would have lost it to Naito in the cup semi-final, and then Naito would have lost it to Zack in the cup final. So if I'm not mistaken, Zack is the current linear ace. So this would be the linear ace against the IWGP champion. So wow. uh, if you needed any more prestige to that main event, there you go. It's a big unification match. Unbelievable. You guys are you guys are the best. I have my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they play that up on the, the commentary, the, the hype packages. Um have we got time for any questions? Yeah, a couple. You couple. Yeah. Into your kitchen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mark says, question for sports reporter, sportsman Damon. What do you think are the Sixers' chances in the playoffs? And what do you think of the Leafs? The Bruins are looking real good this year. All right. Let's start with the Leafs, shall we? Um, they look really good. They look strong. They look fun. Uh, Mitch Marner is scoring. Austin Matthews, amazing. Um, 
problem is that they can't hold on to a lead. Now, they played Florida last night. Joel, we were up, uh, I think, at one point, five to two, I think it I think it was. Uh, Leafs wound up losing the game in overtime, 7-6. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, again, Florida's a very high-powered offense, but okay. Um, I think I – I mean, look, every year I say we're going to get out of the fucking first round. We'll say that, that We're in a tough division, Joel. We're in a real tough division. So we look good in the regular season. Let's see what the fuck happens in playoffs. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I, I have no confidence whatsoever. Um, Sixers? I don't know, man. They don't. They don't. I mean, they don't. They don't look like a functional, cohesive unit. I don't think there's a good basketball team out there. To be quite honest with you, um, I think the Sixers are going to struggle too. I, I really do. I don't think that James Harden has not had any playoff success. Uh, it's not been a good mix so far here. It's been okay. It hasn't been great. Uh, and be MVP type year. As always, but I don't mean shit. One guy can't fucking win you a championship, that's for sure. So it's going to be tough sledding, as I like to say. Tough sledding. Commander Owen Smith says, who in the New Japan roster would make the best American football player? Damon could tell you our Eagles are looking sorry and need all the help we can get. I don't know <laughs> if that's still true about the Eagles, but uh, who do you think from New Japan would make a good American football player? Uh, uh, Aaron Hanare, actually. <laughs> he would probably be the, the one who's would understand it most because of his rugby uh, fandom. Know what I was watching the other day? I was watching, I think it was a Japanese university football, American football. So it's Japanese universities playing American football. I was like, I, I had no idea that it was even a the thing over there. Um, it was terrible football. <laughs> it was awful, but it was football. I was like, Oh my God, this, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, I gotta be honest, with you, I haven't really kept up on on the NFL lately. I've been embedded in, in hockey, but Eagles will be in the mix because they're in a fucking division that stinks. So they'll be in the mix. A lot of sports talk here, Joel. Today, anything like that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm scared about Arsenal. We lost three mm-hmm. 0 to Crystal Palace. Got a couple of injuries, so I'm scared. It's not looking good. It's not the the defeat so much as the injuries to Kieran Tierney, Tom's party that I'm worried about. So. Yeah, I'm not liking our chances at top four, but still, again, at least there's something to play for. So I will follow uh, in hope more than expectation. Uh, Bash has question for Joel with the remasters of the old Grand Theft Auto games coming out and the sequels. Do you think the gaming industry has lost its innovation to bring new games and stories to the forefront with all these remasters of old games coming up? Uh, I think there is new and innovative innovative stuff uh, with independent producers. I just think with the AAA stuff, they are very risk averse and they would rather stick with the proven uh, IPs and things like remakes and sequels because they are sort of guaranteed to do big numbers and make money for the shareholders. They just don't want to take the risk of pumping that much money. What into- are they What are they going to do with these remasters? Like, what, what do you mean by that? They're just improving the graphics? What are we doing? Uh, allegedly, yeah. Uh, although I've heard mixed things about this. Again, this is quite an old question, uh, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, that there was a lot of glitches and bugs with the remasters but yeah basically it's supposedly just sort of polishing up a bit and then re-releasing it i listen were you did you play the grand theft autos i played the grand theft autos yeah i played vice city i think that's the only one i played i do have four and five but i haven't opened yeah i just haven't got around to it it's just it's not really my 
thing, but I'm sure they're fun. You don't like just getting a motorcycle and a fucking machete and just drive around and hack people? My way of playing it, the last time I played it, is I tried to obey the law and I tried to be a really <laughs> careful and safe driver, but that was surprisingly difficult to do. It is. Parallel park. <laughs> Look at you. Nice. All right. Uh, I did like the Grand Theft Auto back in the day, that's for sure. All right. What else we got? Uh, Aditya says, uh, what are the three New Japan matches that you've watched the most? Not necessarily the best matches or match of the year, but one that you would watch when you need a New Japan fix. I've, I've again, I've watched Kenny and, and, and Okada hour match a lot. Like that, that that's just a match that is on. Um, Liger, Naoki Sano, I've probably seen 417 times. Um, match where Liger gets his mask ripped off and blood and all that shit. Um, I want to. S- what else have I seen a lot of? I think it was Sting and Muda against the Steiners. I've, I've seen a lot recently. Um, yeah, I do I- often watch the last five minutes of Okada Naito from Wrestle Kingdom 14. Mm-hmm. If I'm just bored or feeling a bit, bit down, I will watch that. And always puts a smile on my face. Yeah. I was, I, you know how you, your phone gives you just random pictures, your memories, I guess. Uh, just recently was the Madison Square Garden show. And I was like, oh, looking through all the pictures from the Madison Square Garden show. That was a fun day. That was a fun fucking day. Hanging out. Do doing again in the future, I'm sure. When, I just, again, I'm, I don't necessarily want to force my kids to get into wrestling. If they're into it, that would be tremendous. I mean, just like the possibility of in the future, if we're still doing this stupid fucking show, if New Japan is still a thing, like the idea of me taking them to a show in Japan or in the States is really fun. I yeah. think that will be just, you know, being able to enjoy the product through a different lens and, and see it through the, the eyes and the, the possible fandom of Esther and or Arthur is something that I, I think about quite a lot, actually. Now you sitting there, what is it like, you know, six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, do you ever sit and think, oh my God, I saw New Japan Pro Wrestling at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, it is wild. Like, there's the amount of traveling that I did, just the carefree lifestyle that me and Manny had, just, you know, jet setting around the world. We did not know how good we had it, Damon. And I'm not saying that I wish I could go back to that time because I don't. And I'm enjoying being a dad so much in, in, in different ways, you know, it just, it changes your life, not necessarily for the better or for the worse. It's just, well, I would say it's a net positive. Like it's definitely for the better, but just there is a bit of a nostalgia to look back on, on those trips, particularly the wrestling trips and think ah, those, those are the glory days, but we'll, we will be back again. I'm sure, you know, like I said, when my kids are a bit older, um, but yeah, it is wild to think that what, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, two years ago. No, three years ago. Three years ago. I've lost all sense of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Madison Square Garden. We did the podcast together. Like that, I think that's, to this date, the only podcast that we've actually done with in us. The same room. In the same room. Yeah. We were fucking hung over that fucking day, weren't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we drank a lot the night before. We went to that fucking... Oh, yeah. And the, was it the Chelsea Bell? Yes. Drinking drinks with the, the VOW and... Yep. Lots of other nice people were there. We, Noah's penis was there. Remember I wiped my ass with that fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a fucking chemical, like, like a cleaning wipe instead of a, like an ass wipe, and my ass was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the genesis of the pastrami sandwich. Oh, it was yeah. just, a, just a legendary day, the karaoke. That, remember that dude with our T-shirt? 
Like we were just sitting in the yes. fucking lobby yeah. drinking, and I was Floyd, like, he, he's got an AEW podcast. I think he's a you know pretty fairly big name in the podcasting world himself. Is that so, right? Yeah, that, that was very flattering. That was nice. Yeah, that was a fucking great. Almost I, certainly not listening to us or watching you no. track anymore. <laughs> that, that shirt that she's waving his ass with that shirt now. <laughs> um, I know, man. Fucking karaoke was great. Marty Skull being a thing. <laughs> yeah, what a great fucking time, man. What a great fucking remember get <laughs> Enzo, do you remember Enzo and, yeah, and Cass jumping in? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. We're like, what's going on? What a weird sort of fever dream. It really was. Day. I mean, <laughs> it really was. Well, if I could go back, you know, if you sometimes think if you could go back and relive one day, I wouldn't, you know, say oh, it was the happiest day of my life, it's but one certainly of- one that I think was one of the more eventful and funny days of my life. Oh my god! I just so, remember you banging on the door. Take the comment to the hotel room, and I'm like, wait, out of like a complete drunk sleep, like, oh, here we go, <laughs> let's let's set up into a show in that fucking hotel room. Oh, Christ. yeah, I remember because you overslept or something. Didn't you? I, I recall hanging around in the lobby of that hotel. Yeah, we yeah trying to get a hold of me. I was out, and I just <laughs> the door. I don't. I can't remember if I told you this or not. Who I saw in the the bar or the restaurant of that hotel? Fucking Joey Ryan. Really. Yeah, it was just, again, just a weird sort of time capsule of wrestlers who've gone on quite rightly to be cancelled and thrown in the bin. But yeah, just a, what a day. Really, what a day. I remember going there and Eric Bischoff, was like because WrestleCon was in the same fucking hotel I was staying in. Um, and I remember yeah, talking we met, to Eric we met Joe Lanza there, didn't we? Yeah, Joe Rich and Rich. There, Chris Charlton, yeah. Keeping it strong style, guys. Yep, keeping a strong style. We met for the first time. Chris Charlton was there. I mean, we would... He would st- Joe Joe Lanza didn't know who he was. <laughs> he, just, he just thought Chris was a fan. Yeah, yeah. Going, get away, like, guy. Chris is like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then uh, we, we went to that fucking Irish bar. Do you remember that dude that was there? Um, I forget his name, but we were just sitting at the yes. bar and we were yeah. taking pictures with the dude. I forget the guy's name. He was a cool dude. Um, and then we had we were you know we had some friends chris charlton we, we kind of got away and chris was at the bar a couple nights we were just hanging with him and uh that was a good time man that was a real fucking fun time oh uh, i remember you sending pictures from this from penn station like doing a little selfie thing i'm in new york and i was like oh he's fucking here well, this is it this is, it's happening i remember that good times good times all right let's wrap up this fucking show i got people i got i'm getting a new kitchen i'm paying for what am I doing? That's that's my Japan money. That's what the fuck that's what that is. Um, right, so if you want to contribute money to the Damon Japan Kitchen Joel's microphone fund, redcircle.com forward slash forward slash super dash j dash cast is where you need to go. Discord link, you can send me a DM on Twitter. I will hook you up. Definitely a fun place to be if you're going to be watching Hyper Battle Live, getting into our live event spoiler zone is always a good watch alongs there. Uh, at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Super Jcast, one of our t-shirts. I believe there's a promotion happening soon. Let me check. Uh, okay, so a spring fling sale Ooh. beginning uh, yesterday. Well, Wednesday, April 6th. Is it Wednesday? That's April today, 6th? right now. Yep. It is. Okay. Uh, so customers can save 20% using the promo code SPRING22 at checkout. Uh, so do check that out if you haven't got one of our t-shirts yet. 
thank you to editor Dan. You can find him on Twitter at lousyhero219. He's gone to bed right Voices now. Of Wrestling. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gone to bed, so you're going to have to wait for this one. Yeah. Uh, Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. There's a really good show uh, episode of music, from the, music of the Mat about Kenta mm. with uh, Andrew Rich and Jojo Remy. That's worth listening to. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCard. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And goodbye.